Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You hit the spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Put your thinking caps on, because the conversation starts now. Okay, great. So I want to gather a little space with you, a little energy. I want to take a few deep breaths, make sure that we are in alignment, to make sure that our spirits are good, that our message is clear, is concise, that this brings prosperity to Akia. Uh, and the work that she does. Let it land upon the ears that need to hear this, inside the hearts that need to feel it, and upon the hands that need to hold it. Oh, I feel like I got a big old virtual hug from you right then. How about that? That's great. That is awesome. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You are at the spot with me and Akia Azula. This is the spot where the conversation is pointed and the guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. Ooh, you are in for a good one today. She's calling in uh, from Georgia. And I absolutely love Georgia, even though I've never been there. But I can't wait to get one of them sweet peaches and just the culture there. It's really cosmopolitan but also has that country vibe but you know she's a transplant she's moved there from you know she's been able to travel different places we're going to talk about her work as an acupuncturist you ever had acupuncture brains you better get them little needles stuck in you it's amazing we're going to talk about restorative but we're also going to talk about just pain relief but also psychological relief because acupuncture can clear your mind of a lot of discomfort. She is uh, a person that has developed a program called Creation. We're gonna talk to her about that. And Brains, she gonna tell us a little story about how somebody put some voodoo on her. What? Y'all think that that is a joke. I've had another person on there, but let me tell you, the devil is a liar. And if you are in your spirit, and if you are aware of situations, people's places and things, he can't touch you. He can't touch you. So let's welcome her to the edge. Azula, I'm, I'm sorry, I said your name backwards. Akia Azula. Yes, and that is my Instagram handle, Azula Creation. That is um, the company that I work with, that I started with my daughter. And um, yeah, let's let's get into it. Let's go. I'm ready. So tell us, number one, what planet are you from and how do you show up in the world? Oh, what planet? I've never thought of a planet. Um, I could tell you where I was born. I was born in Jamaica, West Indies, mm. New York City, Brooklyn to be specific. And, you know, lived in Miami, North Carolina, now Florida, Orlando. Now I'm here in Georgia and Atlanta. So I've been around pretty much up and down the eastern seaboard. <laughs> What's been one of your most uh, favorite places that you've lived in? like Miami a lot. I was there in the 90s. I lived there for about three years. Um, it was, you know, it felt like home being from the Caribbean. It has a very Caribbean vibe to it. So I really did enjoy that. Um, like New York when I was a kid, but going back with the housing prices now, there's like, it doesn't feel the same. And the like rat infestation. Girl, my girlfriend was there. She's telling me exactly. that they have to find, they, she said they have to, uh, they have to find restaurant rats come run across their feet. She said them yeah. rats as big as cats. They big. They real. They like this, and they running across the subway, taking the train. Like the rats <laughs> own it now. 
But you know what? Life is a rat race. It is. It is. And so they are just, you know, they just doing what they naturally do because mm -hmm. people are always trying to trick you up, stumble you up, confuse you, put you in this maze. Yeah. You create clarity and start with creations. Okay. So creation is a system that came to me. I've, um, golly, for over 40 years, I've been in the space of alternative and natural healing. Mm. Initially, I started out with acupuncture. Um, while I was in school, one of my classmates, it turned out that she's what today we would say a medical medium or a medical intuitive. She was a um, physician assistant student. She on her last semester, she had what they call a spiritual calling happened where she looked like she was having a nervous breakdown. Mm. So, so they thought she was on drugs or something because she was, you know, it was a very intense program she was in and a lot of people were taking drugs just to stay awake. You know, doctors and doing all night long residencies, that type of stuff. And they took her to Bellevue, which is, Ooh, wow. yeah, that's, that's called, you know, I don't know how culturally or politically correct but you know back in the day we called the nut house right yeah and the, the 50, 5150 the address is 5150 yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so they took her there but you know like you say god is really good yes he is the psychiatrist that was assigned to her was this jewish woman who had just did her postdoctoral work in africa and that woman looked at her and she explained all the things she was experiencing, all the things she was seeing. And she says, no, you're not hallucinating. You're not having a mental breakdown. It sounds like what you're going through is a spiritual calling. She says, when I was in Africa, I witnessed a lot of the people that became shamans and the healers of the villages. They went through that before they were able to communicate spiritually and heal people on that level. So she was from Trinidad and, um, the psychiatrist said, you need to go back to your country and find someone that could initiate you into these old traditions and these old ways. And she went back, she found someone. They did a process called mourning, which is very similar to what the um, Native Americans do when they call vision quest, where you spend a number of days in fasting and prayer and there's a group around you and they watch over you and you go on these spiritual journeys. So she did that. But, sometimes, but sometimes with those, they give you a little airwesca too. Yeah, this this was nothing. It was just you're fasting the whole time. Yeah, and you know what, Raise, if you've never fasted, that is another psychological trip within itself. When the body yeah. is deprived of food, you know, you are you become very clear, very quick. Mm -hmm. Yes, no, that is true. So they put them through this process, and after she did that, she came back and she was more grounded, and she was able to um do things spiritually i mean we were doing stuff i was about 19 or 20 at the time because we were in acupuncture college we were friends she was like in her 30s she had a few kids and anytime she had a case to work you know someone will come to her because they were having some spiritual issues um i would go with her and help her so i started to learn both sides of it both the eastern medicine side through acupuncture and also the spiritual side because you know it just happened that we were together i was doing acupuncture she was a classmate and that just came together like this so i've been doing that now for about 40 years i just turned 62. Oh, um, look fabulous honey 
yeah. So I, you know, it's been a long time that I've been doing this. So, yeah. So now you've reached this point. What has been some of the transformation and some of the benefits as far as healing that you've seen with the work that you do? Um, the benefits that I see with healing, um, I could definitely say this. I love acupuncture. It can, you know, speed up healing, accelerate healing faster than any other medicine that's out there. I mean, I could get somebody out of pain within three seconds so fast that they're looking around like, I can't believe I was hurting a minute ago. You put a needle in, I'm not hurting no more. How, how, did you do some magic? Is something in the needle? And I say, no, it's just a, it's a needle. It's like a pin. You know, I just, you know where to put it and their pain could go away instantaneously. The drawback that I found that I could get them out of pain, but I couldn't get them to stay out of pain. So right. some people, um, they would feel great after their treatment. It could be a few days later, their pain would come back and then we'll get to a point where we couldn't get them past a certain plateau. It's like they hit a wall. And so I started thinking there must be something else other than a block in their meridian system. I would give them herbal formulas. I'd actually make the formulas for them. I'd give them the formulas. They'll feel better with that, but the same thing, they'd hit a roadblock. So what I started doing, I started saying there's something else. So I, the first place I started looking, I didn't even look spiritually, even though I you know, like had that background prior um, the first place I started to look was the connection between the mind and the body and the emotions. Mm. And when I started doing that, I, my success rate with patients went from 85% success rate to about 95%. I started to find out, um, you know, someone had this emotional trauma and something triggered this emotional trauma. It could be anything, it could be a smell, somebody said something to them, but this emotional trauma might've happened to them 30, 40 years ago, but something triggered it and immediately now their back starts to hurt and their pain. So just to give you an example, I had this young man who came to see me and this is how like everything comes together and work. He came to see me because he had um, back pain, but in the middle of his back and he was 25 and I'm like sitting there and I'm tuning into his energy. And what I'm getting is like, he has this fear that his back will never ever get better. He'll have to suffer with this back pain for the rest of his life. So while I'm working with him, I'm trying to figure out why is this young man so fearful? What I see and as an um, intuitive, what I see when people come around me, I could see like things around them. So it looks like the best way I could describe it, if you're looking at something on your computer and one of those um, pop-ups come up, but it's transparent. You can still see what you're looking at, but there's this pop-up there all of a sudden. It's similar to that. Like in people's energy field, things will just pop up. So I'm looking at this and what I'm seeing is a man dressed in a Civil War uniform. He's on a horse and the horse is rearing up. And I see a soldier that got stabbed by a bayonet and is laying on the ground and the horse stomps on this soldier's back. And so while he's talking to me and telling me about his back pain, he told me he had a massage therapist that had magic hands. She could just touch him and he would just heal. He went back to her. She couldn't get that thing to heal. So someone referred him to me because my reputation in Orlando was if it's something that you can't figure out amongst all the practitioners, MDs, chiropractors, other acupuncturists, you can't figure it out, send them to IKEA. 
she does she's doing some other stuff she's on some other level and she, yeah, <laughs> she, she has some other level stuff i get you next level i get you but yeah, so. but again you have to be open to different modalities brains um this is minimally evasive mm-hmm. you know, this, well i don't know well not when you're dealing with somebody's mind when you're dealing with somebody's mind, you're dealing with their whole psyche. But what I'm saying as far as even with the acupuncture, minimally evasive. If it hurts, whatever, they could just uh, turn it a little bit. It's okay. And I like how you, you know, attested to the fact that it can only sometimes get people to a certain plateau. Yeah. I know that was happening with me and uh, my acupuncturist burned a little bit too much moxa. Mm. And I was not feeling good yeah uh, you know I wasn't feeling good after that and so again you have to know you have to ask questions don't just let anybody work on you doing anything that's mm-hmm. including your hair your nails your teeth whatever if someone is working on you and there's a level of discomfort you need to speak up for yourself because right. they don't know what they don't know mm-hmm. and communication is key being able to see people's auras and energy I can't see pop-ups but I can see auras and I have a lot of dreams, mm-hmm. a lot of dreams. Um, I had to talk with God and I told him, you know what, could you dial back a little bit and give me this stuff in bite-sized pieces because I was becoming overwhelmed. Mm. And I felt like I had so much information, so much data that I had to process that I had an obligation to get through it and do it right away. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the case. No, Sometimes all this information is pieces to a larger puzzle. Mm-hmm. It's correct. And you put it together. And then you have someone like you that will come in. You have a shaman, you have your, your minister, you know, whatever, help you kind of edit and filter and sort it out and get it right. Correct. And, and so when like, if, if I get back to the case with that young man, um, I basically told him, I said, well, what I'm seeing is happening to you is that when you were, um, in a past life, because he was showing me like a life that he previously lived. In this past life, you were a soldier and a horse stomped on your back, broke your back and you died three days later. That's what he was showing me. What happened to him right before the horse stomped on his back, he had gotten into a car accident a couple of years before and injured his back. Hence he had this magic hands massage therapist that he would go to. That wasn't helping him at the point. He went on a trip I think he went to Toronto or someplace, he told me, and there was a piece of sheet metal sticking out of the side of the ground and it cut him on the leg and he needed to get like eight stitches for it. And the back pain, that triggered his back pain because somehow the cells in his body, the people don't realize when it comes to time and space and all of this, everything is connected. Right. It triggered in his body getting cut by this piece of sheet metal. It's triggered the whole incident, this whole cell memory of being stabbed by a bayonet and having this horse stomp on his back. And I'm saying that's probably why he had this great fear that his back would never get better because I'm thinking he's 25. You know, you're 25. Of course, your back's going to get better. You got a lot of life to live. Mm. Uh, So um, I went ahead, cleared the energy around what was going on with this vision that I'm seeing around him. And he was supposed to come back for a follow-up session. 
He never called. He never came back. I said, well, that must have really weirded him out, <laughs> what I told right, him. Right, 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 right. And about a couple of years later, um, at this meeting, and I meet this chiropractor. And, you know, we're, we start talking. We're talking about maybe doing some cross-referrals in our business. And then she said, now I know where I know your name. And she told me his name. And he had, like, a, this very beautiful Italian name. And I said, real big head full of Carolee hair. And she said, yeah, that's him. She said, he raves about you. He said he came to you and he said he never had back pain again after he saw you. Wow. That's how that stuff works. You know, normally things come up like that because people ask me about past lives. They ask me about all these things. And I said, it's only necessary if it's relevant. If it's not relevant, it's not going to come up for you. Right, right. Yeah. Well, so you know, they, they want you to pull back the layers, the onions of their life, you know, and sometimes it's just not there. So let's yeah. fast forward to some things that happened to you. Girl, you done told me that somebody tried to put some trickery on you. Yes. What was that about? What happened? Okay. How did you realize it? And how did you block it and heal? Okay. So um, it was a big shock to my system. Um, my acupuncture business was going really well. I had a five-year goal. My five-year goal business-wise was to, you know, make, half a million dollars. I figured that was doable at the time. And I remember putting that on my bedroom wall, you know, how you put up your affirmations. So I remember putting that, you know, right. this is the name of my business, my business in five years will bring in this amount. And I had it there. Within three years, I made that. And I was doing very well. I was doing so well that I opened up my own office. I was leasing from someone else at the time. I opened up my own place and I was doing so well. And um, as I call him Tef, the ex, he saw that I was doing well. He had aspirations to be a healer that I completely forgot about. He was studying herbology. He studied for about four years, um, but he just never had the courage or the ambition and that gumption to get up and just, you know, let me open up an herb shop. Let me, you know, do consultations with people. He didn't have that. I went to acupuncture school, opened up my practice. I'm doing well. And, you know, people would say, he's doing stuff because he's jealous of you. And I couldn't figure out why. I'm like, we don't even do the same things. Why in the world would this man be jealous of me? But right. I have forgotten and, that. He and I'm, I'm, that. Your, I'm your partner. You know, exactly. what's mine is we yours. What's mine. Yeah. Right. We have children. But, you know, like sometimes people just can't get past the fact that um, you're doing something they want to do. So if I can't do it, you can't do it kind of energy. I think that's how it started. Plus, our marriage wasn't going very well. So, you know, we had children. The children were young. I said, instead of breaking up the family, it's like a decision that a lot of women make. Instead of breaking up the family and doing all of that, you know, I'll just put up with you. So, you know, we were basically married, but living separate lives. You know, I would just go about my business, do if there was something concerning the kids or the house, we'd talk. But other than that, we really didn't have any real connection with each other. So I guess on some level, that must have bothered him too, of course. Right. So he just figured he was going to stop me. And this was his way of stopping me. And, you know, people say, well, Akia, you're an intuitive. You could see all this stuff around people. How could somebody have been doing this stuff to you and you didn't even know it? I said, well, the way he did it was a bit slick. He only did it when I slept. So he would attack me at night astrally while I was sleeping. So it was night after night after night of astral attack. Um, demons attacking. You know, sometimes I, my kids would come in my room because 
I am like yelling and screaming, but it sounds like I'm speaking some other language, like I'm talking in tongues and I'm yelling because I see this thing, you know, approaching me and I'm yelling at it and, and all of this is going on, but I'm not putting two and two together. I'm just thinking, because I think the reason why I might've come across that naive is because I wouldn't do that to anybody. I wouldn't think that anybody around me would do that because that's not something I would think to do. And I know there is a- now Let me ask you, what, what, was, what was his nationality? Where was he from? Um, he's American. I'm from Jamaica, but he's American. He's um was born in New York. His family's from South Carolina, but he was born in New York City. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking just, you know, other cultures have a tendency to do that and, and yeah. seek that out. That's the norm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and seek that out. You know, they're looking for witches or, you know, people that deal in black magic to do that. But for him to do that to you, you know, and it, it, uh, fast forward it and tell us what ended up happening to you when you realized. And also, you know, when he found out that you found out. Yeah. Okay. So fast forward. Um, working on my business creation and the whole focus was just to get the business online build a website for it that's basically what i was in the process of doing and for whatever reason i could not to save my life every time i would get in front of a computer it was like i had an aversion it was like oh i can't look at the i couldn't even turn it on half the time so um i talked to a friend of mine she's another intuitive and i'm talking to her and i'm like you know um i'm having a hard time getting this business the website up for this business and I can't figure out why I'm having such a difficult time. She's like, she's like, and she looks at it and she's like, Akia, it's your husband. And I'm like, no, it's something else. It must be some force in the universe that's trying to block me. And I'm thinking more grandiose. And she keeps saying, Akia, I'm sorry to tell you, it's your husband. She had to tell me five times before I would even consider it. That's, wow. that's how much I was, you know, and then I remember I was talking to one of my spiritual guides and I said, how come I didn't realize all this time what was going on? And they say, because you are under a spell. That's what happens when you're put under a spell. You can't see it when you're under a spell. So I said, oh, I never thought of it that way. So she told me, I started looking at it and I found that he had me and my three, our three children, because those are his biological kids. He had us all, all four of us entombed in a cave. Because every time I would go to work on my business, I see this big, gigantic boulder stand in front of me. And I'm trying to figure out what's this big boulder. It was a rock that he had in front of the cave. And once I moved the rock, that's when I was able to see that, you know, he had my kids like they were in crypts. I was locked in the cave and I was like searching around in the darkness trying to figure out how to get out of this thing. That's where he had us. Um, so I was able to clear that up and I got pissed. You talk about <laughs> So... So I, I found this um, African preacher on YouTube and it was like clear witchcraft and clear people doing things to you. And I love the way- You, you found him on the YouTube. <laughs> I found this African preacher on YouTube. I and he was, but I love what he would say. He said, anybody performing witchcraft against me shall die. <laughs> oh, anybody who reaches their head shall die. And I love what he, so I started blasting that. I got my daughter getting me a speaker. I started blasting that in the house. When he heard me playing that in the house, he was walking back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like, you know, someone's not used to being in church. <laughs> you know, they get, they get antsy. 
he was walking back and forth, back and forth. The next day I got up and he never physically, like the spiritual attack was never physical. It was just to put me to sleep. Like I was anesthetized. As soon as I walk in the house, I get tired. You just feel heavy. You feel tired. I go to sleep. And that's when the attacks would happen. So, and I'm thinking, well, I just worked 16 hours. Of course I'm tired. So I'm not thinking anything unusual this whole time. So then after um, I found out it was him and I'm playing, they shall die in my house. Um, he started to physically attack me now. So all of a sudden my leg is swelling up. I'm having headaches. I can't move. I can't lift my arm. I mean, it was crazy. So, and, I, and as he was doing the physical attacks, he went from just put her to sleep to now the actual physical attacks. I was getting madder and madder and madder. And you know, my guides came because I was at the point where I couldn't get out of bed. My daughter had to help roll me over to get me up out of bed. Oh no. It was it was that bad. Yeah, it was it was really, really bad. And I'm taking spiritual baths and cleanses and doing so all how did you get away? Um when I found out what he was doing, he would do things to block my business, block my money, block any prosperity coming in. And when I cleared that, money just started coming in and I was able to just move. Because we were moving, I had money set aside, and then it, it was like I'll make a bunch of money and then it would be like no money for like the well went dry. Then I'll make a bunch of money again. So what he would notice anytime I was making any moves, like I'd make a bunch of money. I'd go to California and do a course or something out there, come back. I bought a new automobile. Like anytime he saw me doing anything prosperous, it's like the money would just flow and then it'll stop. And I couldn't figure out why I was having that issue. Now that he's out of the picture, I'm not having that issue anymore. But once I cleared up all the stuff he was doing, he even had something that put a cap on how much money I could make that was in my energy field. Like he had vices, demons, you name it, he had it there. But so, you know what? And, and like you said, he still has it because now he yeah. has to deal with that. Mm -hmm. so, and don't think that you're just able to cast out these things. These things live inside of you. I had to do, I had to get a lot of help. I, I've had over a dozen people help me. I call them my earth angels my own, I got very well acquainted with my spirit team um, and what they were able to do. And it was through the help of my spirit team and my earth angel friends that, you know, I would call and say, hey, this is what's going on with me. And they just knew what to do. So it's, that's how I got out of it. And I was able to move, um, filed for divorce and I don't have to be around that anymore. And I could definitely tell the difference. Even when I moved, it was a bit of exhaustion, you know, like you've been in right. a battle for a long time, right. PTSD, all of that. I was just exhausted after I moved. It's like, now I'm starting to get my energy back. Well, you were doing some amazing things. I also saw you on Facebook. Uh, you're doing a collaborative with some others in Zoom calls. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, a lot of the collaborative that I'm doing doing with Zoom calls, people have heard of the work that I do with creation. And a lot of the Zoom calls, people bring me on and they want to know more about that. So I was actually doing a nine week webinar called Creation for Manifesting Miracles. And we had some really wonderful things happen. Uh, we had one gentleman, he was making, you know, he had these, um, big projects that he had to do, which required millions and millions of dollars and they kept getting stalled. And when we did the very, very first Zoom call, um, he, he texts me the next day and he says, well, I wanna work with you because whatever you did, 
the money just became unblocked. I got a call from the people that have the money, the funders, and they are releasing the funds. So, and then he texted me again a couple of weeks later. First, it was 16 million. Then 10 million, you know, he's texted me and I said, wait a minute, I thought it was 16. Is there 10? Is there a different amount? He said, oh yeah, that deal stalled two years ago and we couldn't get it to move. And now whatever you did, it's starting to move again. So he's got like 26 million, um, just got approved for a really nice building up in Buckhead, um, a 20,000 square foot building. And the realtor was like, this is unheard of. We never hear of anybody doing a big commercial deal and they agree on the spot. No counter offers, no negotiation, nothing. They just said yes to his offer. So she said, this is unheard of. So it's like stuff like that. Creation is about what are you here to create? What are you here to do? What's your purpose? That's what creation is about. And then we find out, well, what's blocking you? And creation just removes it. We don't, we don't um, go into, you got to talk about it, journal it, reframe it. We don't do any of that. We just say, no, think of it, uh, of it this way. A lot of the stuff that's blocking you that, we go over and over in our minds about it. Um, we have a saying in Chinese medicine that the only cause of internal disease is the emotions. And they don't mean emotions are bad, it's the holding on to the emotions. And that breaks down your organs and that's what causes internal disease. Mm. So because, you know, like a lot of people, they will go over and over all this stuff in their mind and talk about it all the time. And with creation, we say, no, it's garbage, it's trash, it's toxic to your body, it breaks your body down. So, you know, think about it, if you had your garbage, instead of taking it out to the curb and letting sanitation come and take it away, instead you're dumping it out on your living room floor every time you want to reminisce, and you're sorting through it, you're categorizing it and doing all of that, we say, no, it's trash, get rid of it. So create their approach with creation is like, no, we don't need to focus on that stuff, just get rid of it, because you've got bigger things to do with your life. Who's your ideal client? Distraction, huh? Who's your ideal ideal client? Because everyone's not going to be big anybody, enough. I, I think anybody that know that they're here to do something, know that they're stuck, and they can't figure out what's getting them stuck. Because I have clients that are all races, all ages, male, you you name it. I have clients, a diversity of clients. So there is not like a, a certain ethnicity or anything that really connects them. What connects them is that they have this desire. They know they're here to do something. They know they want to do something. They know they want to serve humanity on some level, but they know that they feel stuck inside. Something is blocking them. They can't get to what it is. So it's that commonality of that pain that really brings them together. So everybody that I work with, it's usually they're stuck somewhere in their life. That's the first thing. And then when I get them unstuck, then with creation, then the next thing we start saying, okay, who are you really? You know, like I would say, April, who are you? And what are you here to really Girl, do? How much time you got? I got a laundry list. I can tell you who I am. I, <laughs> yeah. I write it down. I journal it. I change it. I edit. I filter. I'm about to have a board of directors meeting. I have a whiteboard and I put all the people that I really admire and yeah. idolize and, you know, their strategies and what they've done with their life. And I sit there and I talk to them like once a month, you know, we and I just as if they are in the room, because, again, if the mind can conceive it, you can achieve it. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to tweak it. You know, everything is not going to go your way, brains. Everything is not going to be 100%. There's going to be a lot of stumbling blocks because we're here for two purposes, brains. One is to learn and the other one is to teach. 
And so you have to share this information and you also have to stay fine tuned. You've got to try different modalities. If it doesn't work for you, I honor that. I'm not trying to make you do something you don't want to do. <laughs> but, but, but you know what? The, the thing of it is, is you don't know what you don't know either. And there's a lot of things out there that have been programmed into us from our religious doctrine that has been a a interpretation of what that individual's life was, what that individual's experience was, what that individual's relationship is with God. And then they disseminate it down to us. That is not our journey. That is not our message. That is not our life. That is not our experience. So you have to have the I am conversation of I am this person. I am willing to do this. I am willing to change. I am open to. Girl, don't get me to preach in here on the show because I will tell you the truth. Hallelujah. Okay. Folks, you know, they folks get strange and watch your circle of influence. You know, when people will do try to do stuff to you and you have to have the ability to have discernment, to pump the brakes and say, is this person really in my best interest? What is their underlying intention? What is their message? Okay, there's a reason and there's a season. And I believe that that was brought to me to heighten my sense of awareness of my circle of influence. I'm talking about the totality everybody that has a seat in my auditorium mm-hmm. okay everybody's not going to be on the first uh first row there's not even going to be folks in the balcony you're going to be outside looking in mm-hmm. because it's dangerous and if nothing else if what they're trying to do to you doesn't manifest what it does to your mind and your psyche and the element of fear you know that will make you do things to yourself that will create self-sabotage, wouldn't you agree? Well, what you're talking about, about the pictures, that was one of the things that I found. He had a, looked like he had a dossier of pictures of me, my family, like relatives he's never met, deceased relatives, all that. He had all my pictures in this um, envelope. And it's interesting because people say to me, didn't you feel fearful about all this stuff? I said, no, I was more angry than anything else. I was right. just mad that somebody would, it's like a more, how dare you type of energy. It was more indignation that I felt more than, it wasn't fear at all. I was just, you know, heck, I mean, I was seriously upset about the whole thing. Um, so I don't get fearful about those things. Um, you know, like, like I said, it, it has brought me into another sense of awareness that you wonder why people do certain things. Right. That, you or know, people will try people to, people will try to trick you up. That's like, even like, uh, you know, I was, um, you know, I'm really into meditation, but someone wanted to do some hypnosis. And then after the session, she goes, you know, I noticed that you didn't go completely under. And I said, I didn't. I said, because you are going to do some neuro-linguistic programming. Now you can't make me walk like a duck and you can't make me bark like a dog. I get that. Uh, there's nothing you can do under hypnosis, uh, you know, that's going to alter really who you are. But right. the suggestions that you plant, mm-hmm. the conversations that we're having, you're not talking to my frontal lobe. You know, okay, you're talking about something here. You're talking about the, the, the GPS, <laughs> okay? You're talking about how it navigates. So I always watch that. 
I don't I don't go 100 percent even when I meet people in all honesty brains I know y'all think I'm the coolest person on the planet and I am but when I meet you we don't start with 100 mm-hmm. percent I don't give you 100 you don't give me 100 that's fine we're going to work towards that we're going to build that's what's called building a relationship these people on social media you want to be very careful they're not your friends don't get it twisted They've never seen you, never had a cup of coffee with you. You know, all they know is the information that you put out there. Be careful about what you put out there. Be careful about the comments that you make. Be careful about the associations that you make. There's a lot of trickery out there and it can be to your detriment, but there can be beautiful things like the one that I found in IKEA. I want to thank you so much for being here with me and my brains and sharing, you know, some of very intimate, deep um, dark things, but also shining a bright light as far as your healing and your program. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you and work with you when it comes to creations. Okay, so um, I am focused on people finding out why people won't fulfill their purpose. I meet some of the most talented, most skilled people you ever want to meet. And they'll do everything but those things. And I know that's their purpose, why they're here, put here on this planet. Um, so I started doing a course, which will be coming up soon. So on my that's my Instagram, Azula Creation. Um, so people could reach me there. They could also reach me at Akia, A-K-Y-I-A-A, Azula, on Facebook and also on YouTube. They could see me on any of those platforms. And I will have brains. I will have a course called Creation for Money and Purpose, which goes into why you won't fulfill your purpose. And the big fear is a lot of times people are afraid that people don't understand their purpose. They don't know how to communicate it to people, especially if they're thinking about, you know, doing their purpose in a way that they will make money, like actually profiting from their purpose. People are very fearful of that and they won't go forward with it. So the they have money I'm, blocks. Yeah, uh, they have money blocks. And have you have to understand brains is money is energy. And again, it is all that um that that conversation that somebody has already pre-programmed in your head. You're not good enough, you're not worthy, you can't make it, you're selfish, you're this, you're that, yada yada. No, you are smart, you are intelligent, you are deserving, you will pay it forward. Money is energy, you will create prosperity. Uh, and you will coach and mentor others. Thank you so much for being here, sister. I love you so much. I'm so glad. Uh, maybe next time you'll come to California <laughs> and start heading down this way on vacation. Yes. But continue to do the work that you do and educate and elevate the next generation. Bye, Thank brains. You. Bye. Oh, don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>
where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.